0: Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Louis
1: Guzman's explosive sense of humor. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Treatment of addiction? Addicts <laughs> <laughs> treat themselves. They overdose. <laughs> and then there's one that's to worry about.
2: I'm going to steal John's accent for my character. <laughs> You like you like baseball?
0: <laughs>
2: we need lights for parks so kids can play at night. So they can play baseball. <laughs> Everybody like baseball? Everybody like parks? If there is a war on drugs, then many of our family
0: <laughs> members are the enemy. And I don't know how you wage war on your own family.
1: Kill I expect me to be grateful
0: for spending the rest of my life looking over my shoulder. Don't you see this means nothing? Your whole life is pointless. The worst part about you, Monty, is you realize the futility of what you're doing and you do it anyway. Where do you want to go, Javier? Listen, everybody likes baseball.
1: Everybody likes sports. Now. Your friends, their kids, here's why. You got any drugs? You want to score some drugs? That's what I'm talking about, my
0: friends. Everyone would be selling. You got any drugs? You know I can score some drugs? It's an unbeatable market force, man.
1: You You got got any drugs? drugs. You You know I can can score some drugs? drugs. All right. We're going to the magic year of movies, 2000. And it's going to be a lot of slow, grindy, or annoyed at other people traffic. Crime trafficking drugs type movie uh, Steven Soderbergh came in to direct this one based on a TV show from the late 80s uh, and later became a bit of a miniseries on the USA Network this one came in and even at the time I thought this was uh, a standout cast though I wasn't really judging movies that way but I knew most of the people in this which for me uh, is rare and that uh, I guess they call that an ensemble but listen to who we got here Don Cheadle, Benicio Del Toro, Michael Douglas, Erica Christensen, Louis Louis Guzman, Dennis Quaid, Catherine Zeta Jones, Jake uh, Jacob Vargas, Thomas Milan, Topher Grace makes an appearance, Tom James Brolin makes an appearance, Stephen Bauer, Benjamin Bratt, I probably missed a few even, too, because there's so many lists to look at. Uh, Viola Davis has a little role in this one, actually. Um, So she's popping in real early in her career. John Slattery makes a go. Selma Hayek makes a go at things.
0: Almost (sighs) as many actors as storylines
1: in this movie. Yeah, almost, but not quite. Or color palettes, apparently. Um, so Traffic, definitely, you know this movie, right? Like, even if you can't remember what it's about, you remember that Mexico is yellow and super blown out. Uh, and that Washington is uh, is blue. And then there's the normal color world. So you can spend some time trying to figure out what the colors in this movie mean. I um, uh, I think what I, they There mean were some is, scenes where they cross-pollinated and then people were in other colors, but I couldn't quite figure it all out. I just kind of knew mostly when we were in Mexico.
0: I honestly kind of feel like those things are almost retrofit idea to make everything make sense because there's so much going on in this fucking movie mm. and the colors help you really create a sense of separation. Um, well,
2: well, Hillary, Brent's girlfriend, Hillary, had looked it up and he, she was saying that he was using it he was using the blue cinematography to indicate um, either political corruption or drugs. And um, but we also, as we were watching it after we knew that, found that 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 rule didn't necessarily. No, um, it didn't
0: seem to be to no be, uh, uh, complete.
2: It well, wasn't it's hard just like and fast rule. It just it's, seemed it's, like it was kind of fucking random, almost. I felt.
1: Well, more than random, because it like definitely there were times in Mexico when that shit was full on and you knew what was up. But then, um, uh, Javier comes up to, I'm guessing like Texas or, or like California or something like that, where depending on where they are. And then it goes to normal color for a couple of the scenes he and like when he goes to the, uh, the gay club and, um, and they kidnap the, the arms guy or the whatever guy who loves stereos. So like that was in color, but then when they take him back down south it's back to Mexico. So like that seemed geography based, but the other ones like Michael Douglas is in different parts of the city and sometimes he's in the blue but then sometimes he's not. Um so anyway, that's just interesting. I'm sure like there's more to it and maybe I'm just dumb and that's entirely possible, but there were a couple of crossover moments when I started to lose track and I just found myself thinking, ooh, what's the what's the theme? What are we doing here? And that was like distracting because I sh- needed to pay more attention to this story. Uh, one of the however many story threads we've got. I mean, the, the the synopsis that I were seeing were like, you know, there's three chunks, but there's so much going on even within each chunk. So many characters that aren't throwaway characters. They're ones you spend kind of a significant amount of time. Like... um. Uh, Michael Douglas's story also has his daughter and Topher Grace and his wife uh, and his whole job. So those are like big elements of a story. But then we go over to Mexico where we have the, the buddy partnership. But then uh, but then uh, Javier's time on his own and his plans and then his partner and his kind of side story. And then we follow a bit of the general and all the news happening down there in Mexico. And then in the other timeline with Cheadle, that's the one that is kind of the most focused all the way through with the same, the same group of people that are pretty much together the whole time. So I'm not lost when I'm with that one um, though. Yeah. Like I, I've, I'm, um, I might be identifying myself as a dum dum here, but like it, it took me a while of watching this movie to even realize that that one dude was going to be on trial as a witness against Catherine Ceta Jones's man. Like, there's so much happening in this that that wasn't immediately clear. And I don't think it was supposed to be hidden, but there's, like, a lot of names being thrown. And I'm like, okay, and this guy's, I guess, someone's going to trial. This guy's going to be a witness, I guess. That all happens very quickly. So, I don't know. Uh, traffic. Um, it, it's a little <laughs> over two hours.
2: Traffic. Was I've made seen for it 50 so that it was easier for me to follow, but... The, uh, we, Go ahead. I'm sorry, man. we finishing the story
1: no no I just mean like you you can I guess that's a bit of I didn't even get into most of the synopsis there's just kind of a lot of that stuff happening in this movie and it's all tied together uh, and it shows a lot of different angles of things and it um, uh, made for 50 million and made over 200 in the box office won a shit ton of Oscars too but didn't win best picture which went to gladiator
2: yeah yeah so yeah. the thing about this movie I noticed right away that it's it's so funny when we do this because I've seen this movie a ton. And yep. watching it under the guise of Hold Up always fucks things up. And um, <laughs> I knew about the cinematography thing uh, the whole time I've read about it. I've seen this movie a bunch. The cinematography is bad. And uh, a lot of the time, like it's blo- the Mexico stuff is so blown out. I know that he not only shot it that way, but then processed the film and overexposed it that way. But um, I like—I don't understand the benefit of the ugliness of it. Like, why am I, especially in this TVs? We watch it today. We watch it on Brent's. It was Brent even made a joke about he has this really nice new TV, <laughs> and that makes this movie look so much worse because yeah. his TV is so good, and you can see all of the. Anybody who's bald. And there happened to be a lot of bald people in this movie. <laughs> They're the shining head like, hey, I got I my head shaved. I'm a bald guy. <laughs> but like the shine off the heads was distracting. It was blinding at some points. Um, and the, the there is no. Um, everything was so blown out that it, there was no uh, texture to things. It was. The, the Mexico cinematography our Tijuana cinematography was incredibly ugly. And then the blue was also ugly. <laughs> and even when it was not blue or blown out, it was ugly. And it was all handheld. He shot this himself. So the director shot it handheld. I, I guess as a choice to make it feel documentary or real. Or, and it's not great
0: i don't like the handheld for this it's got no place in this movie
2: i i think there's a a, a
0: reason why you do stuff like that every choice you make when you create right Mm -hmm. is is a is a choice is a decision and even the things that seem small you know like not that a camera type is smaller that or the type but like i mean as the audience you might not think that that's a that's a big factor but it stood out immediately
2: Mm Mm-hmm. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. It's very. It's not even good handheld. Sometimes, like, why did he shoot the courtroom scene with Douglas uh, making his judgment? Um, He was on some kind of a a a Supreme Court or something in some state. And why was that shaky handheld? Like, I. You're right. I don't. Why was? Why would that be handheld?
0: There are some shots that shouldn't have been
2: the mexico shots stuff.
0: outside of a building and shit like that like
2: like maybe if he wanted to shoot one story <laughs> handheld like the mexico stuff but he shot this whole thing handheld on yeah. uh, most of it anyway from what i could tell
1: john yeah, how like, did how you, how'd you it's, know no it's all in it's all intentional right and and uh, i have like a, a bit of the the tech that he used here but Um, for michael douglas's story he used tungsten film with no filter for a cold monochrome feel Um, for the drug dealers ars's story um, uh, and the whole shit there he used diffusing diffusion filters flashing film and overexposing it for a warmer feel and for javier rodriguez's story he used tobacco filters and 45 degree shutter angle and he took the entire film through a, uh, a weird step, which increases the contrast contrasting grain. And he says he did it to, to, to make sure the audience could keep track of the many characters and absorb a ton of information. He didn't have, want them to have to figure out what they were watching.
2: But I don't know That's if that uh, actually played work played in and worked visually because well, you said yourself and you've seen this movie many times. Oh lots. And you felt a little overwhelmed by by it this time. So so I feel like his idea behind that didn't work in that way to well, enhance the storytelling.
1: I've seen elements of this done. I can't think of an example, unfortunately, on this spot, but uh, I've seen examples of this done, like where they use a color palette for a character in a movie, 100%. right? And But it's usually done in like a subtle way. This is like really, really hard. And I'm I, like all I'll say is like, how many times have you seen this trick since? Like not many because it doesn't work that well. Um, Three Kings... Is shot with, I think they must have done some along the same lines thing because it's always in the desert. It has that blown out kind of grainy oh, feel totally, for all the yeah. stuff. Yeah, they do, they do. But use that's this, consistent yeah. throughout the whole thing. The only time that's different is when we're in a different location or when they're like flashbacking to their American lives. That's when you get the full blast of color and everything. But then it's right back to that grain. And that was effective in that movie because it felt like a barren wasteland. Um, but this movie with all the different ways to go it, it's so um it's so obvious but it just gets me thinking of the wrong things like i, I think, michael douglas why don't you follow characters instead of being like told what story you're told when ultimately all the stories come together then red line uses fucking color filters thank to you great yes. effect
2: uh the other movie that that uses this type of um cinematography switch that that is actually quite brilliant and works excellently is Steve jobs, where Danny Boyle shot the first act of the movie, which is takes place in the early eighties on 16 millimeter. And then he shot the other part, the second act, which takes place in the nineties or early two thousands and 35. And he shot the last act in this digital. And he also had the music in each act. Um, based on the technology of the era as well, so so the 16 millimeter had like really really simplified music, the 35 was classical, and then the digital was digital music like up to day, and that actually works really well. But this is a mess. This does not work like that. No, this, this would doesn't. be like
0: like if Danny Boyle fucking scratched the lens of that 90s camera, yeah, and then was like authentic it's you don't ruin my experience for the fucking you know
2: it's almost like a film school like a film school student would have done it like with someone who had no experience was doing an experiment and they spent 50 million dollars with big name actors doing their experiment
1: now (laughs) regardless of whatever we just said Let's review the Oscars that this movie won, which was Director for Soderbergh. Uh, Benicio won for Best Supporting, uh, which I could argue for because he's quite good in this. Uh, best Screenplay Based on Previous Material and Best Film Editing. Let uh, me tell you
0: the movies and best picture that this was against this year. Yeah. Chocolat, Please. my favorite movie to say. Never seen <laughs> it. Chocolat. I've never seen it either. I won't dare. Is, Is that Crouching and Tiger? Hidden kind Dragon? Up, yeah. Aaron Brockovich. Okay. Yep. Also, gladiator. Yeah. Traffic.
2: What yeah. was the other one before traffic? Gladiator? Yeah. Gladiator. Well, out of all of those, that's interesting.
0: It's interesting. I think Aaron Brockovich was good, wasn't it?
2: I think yeah. Aaron Brockovich was a better, like, not saying whether this held up or not. I think Aaron Brockovich is better than mm-hmm. this. It's hard else. to compare,
1: but Shock-a-la, like because he I he did the know. blown out shit in Aaron Brockovich too. Whenever she's outside he, and, and wherever he, the hell he did I was very the drunk out. for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, so I
0: can't actually remember what I mean. On I, there.
2: I think Crouching Tiger, Hidden Good. Dragon cinematography wise is amazing.
1: Oh, it's beautiful. The, the and, directing and, and all put together is yeah.
2: D- directing that is a better movie than this cinematography that's a better movie than this like those two categories oh, should
0: absolutely
2: as far as the gotten... film goes mm-hmm.
0: you could watch crouching tiger or hidden dragon with the sound off
2: absolutely you could yeah you would never
0: do that with fucking traffic
2: <laughs> no no so no. directing and cinematography i would definitely have given to that um i yeah. know he won directing for this and he was nominated twice but I st- I also think Aaron Brokovich is better edited and better directed than this. The cinematography is still shit in that. But <laughs> this All guy just not a good DOP. Just... Like, why is he DOPing his own shit? Hire a good <sighs> DOP. Like, what are you fucking doing? Well, th- this
1: he is maybe like his... dp would his DOP and then she DQ'd. <laughs> <laughs> S- Soderbergh appears to have been working like since the 80s right late 80s doing some sex lives videotapes I uh, think yeah that's right break i haven't then, seen that by the way if anybody i've actually wants never to
0: seen it either so never. let's watch that yeah yeah th- then nice.
1: Budget. when he really st- hit on it was at a site which was 98 um oh, with, with uh, Clooney and george Clooney. Clooney and jennifer lopez i remember I really liking that, that movie immensely because it was I like really, off the beaten yeah. path
2: I really liked that movie a lot, actually. The writing was good. It was it was snappy and short and that was interesting. Yeah.
1: Um good. Then he did story. the Limey. And and um that's with Terrence Stamp and Peter Fonda, so I don't yeah, know much I about really that a one. Fan. I saw that. And it then once. then was Brockovich and, and Traffic pretty much back to wow. back. So um Yeah, that's like and then he's taken off from there, obviously. So interesting because like he he knows what he's doing he's directed some like insanely great movies and you know this isn't an awful flick like the directing aside there there's a lot of redeeming qualities in this in this flick in this movie there
2: is some interesting directing in this like that helicopter shot and 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 so there's some tension he builds in this like this movie has some real tension in it especially i found this time that i really gravitated to the story of Michael Douglas and his daughter, the all of the stuff about her relapsing and disappearing and him going and trying to find her and stuff was um, a little almost more impactful to me in this version of it. The only um, thing
1: that, mo- that's, that story did for me by the end was I just didn't like how it all went, how he didn't realize he wasn't going to go through with the job until he was up on the podium and then does his weird speech and walks off. That seemed that seems out of character for me.
2: Uh, That's fair for Um, him. But, but
1: he'd also be like not thinking rationally after what he had been through with his daughter. I just figured he would have come to that conclusion before he even went into uh, Albert Finney. Didn't mention that he was in this movie, Albert Finney's office uh, to like, to like get the prep and be like, you know, even if he's saying we can wash this shit with your daughter under the carpet or whatever the fuck they're going to do. I don't know. I just felt like he would have known at that point, like I can't go with this policy or like, couldn't he have, I guess he probably couldn't cause he's trying to please too many people who have no interest in him uh, taking a, a different stance on drugs that would serve his daughter and people like her better. Um, and the people of Mexico probably as well. So uh, anyway, I guess yeah.
2: I, I agree with you. I just like the scenes where, um, um, the he's looking for her and he finds her the only thing i don't like about that scene is that um when he finds her she's with a guy who's obviously taking advantage of his daughter when for for her to get drugs and he does not throw him out the window because like i think brent said that best um he would have thrown him out the window and said he jumped I agree. Like, he was trying to escape Michael Douglas and he jumped out the window and died. I agree because he lets that guy go without even laying a hand on him and I would have never let that guy go without fuck laying a no. hand Fuck no. I'd
0: have hauled his ass through that fucking window mm-hmm. and then I'd have turned around to Topher and told him to shut the fuck up forever or he's out the same fucking window. Too. Yeah. yeah,
2: Yeah, I would have said he jumped out the window to get away from me and that's what fucking happened and now... That's that's the new story. And you you're going along with it. Yeah. yeah. Topher would have probably said yes, because i be like, can I
0: freebase while we talk about it? Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the interesting thing I also liked was the contrast between Topher and uh, his daughter because Topher um, helps him get his daughter back. And then you see him with his backpack there in the hallway and then he like just leaves. And when he found Topher, Topher was in class. And um, all of them are good students, but his daughter couldn't handle the shit. Yeah. Um, and even though Topher got her into it, he could handle his shit and still like get his school done and like live his normal life and hide it from his parents. But she, and this is yeah. very common, some people cannot handle. Well, some their people shits, are addicts, right?
1: and other people are not. And yeah, he's... and
2: so I kind of like the contrast between her and him. But Topher is irresponsible because he can handle it. And um, gives it to her, and she just well, he goes was, nuts. He,
1: and he was using; he seemed to be using it for like sexual purposes with her mostly too. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. seems and exactly, AF, right. She's into it so that's not yeah. a problem but uh, I think that also drove some of her behavior later on when she was drug seeking because uh, the sex thing was obviously a very prominent way to get drugs and she didn't have a problem with any of that.
2: When well, that's yeah. the reality of this situation that I liked is that that's why I actually maybe I don't like Michael Douglas's story as much as hers because when she's in the cop shop and she's talking about the policewoman's asking her about all of her um, problems. She's like an honor student. She's in all of these clubs. She's going to get into probably fucking a Harvard or a Yale based on her, like based on her on paper. But she She got got in because of
0: her name.
2: Why? And that too. But she's a good student. She or She was a good student. And um, she tried these things and just fucking like dove right in head first all she wants to do is get high and that happens to a lot of people and and i like the fact that she was a good student and then just got got totally sucked into these things because they were so powerful and she lost her head um yeah. that to me is a, a very relatable story i think a lot of people can relate to that it well, it might have
1: happened I, to oh sorry I was just gonna say it might have happened a bit quick, but this is a movie they gotta speed through these things mm-hmm. the the passage of time and the way they put everything together made it a little tough. It made it seem like she went from first time like uh crack smoker to uh getting pounded for heroin in her toe in like three weeks, four weeks maybe <laughs> but the way they quick, show, but.
2: but the way they the way he directs it with her and I one of you guys said it when she hits the crack for the first time she freebases. And that tear runs down her cheek you're like oh fuck she's yeah. she's she's in it to win it yeah, yeah. like in that's the, it, the problem way. is
0: that's that shit is so addictive because the feeling is so amazing yeah right? and people are like people, people are like it. how yeah how can you how can you find uh heaven and then prevent yourself from going there right that like, is, is what people, they say people smoke cigarettes even though it kills them and you don't get fucking anything from that. No, right? nothing.
2: You just you just don't want to smoke after you smoke. <laughs> you yeah, just, exactly. That's it. That's <laughs> all you get. But it's just the cessation of your cigarette. No, yeah. and you're right because when I was on the way to your house, Brent, to watch this movie, I was going through a um, um, memorial park or whatever, and yeah. I saw two people passed out on the lawn, and they were clearly like passed out on the lawn, high as fuck, and like had passed out. And that was probably the best part of their whole fucking day is they got a fix and they were like fucking riding it and they were like passed out, like just enjoying it. And it, like I said, they're homeless and it's probably the, the, the best part of their day was how high they were. Yeah. So it, Dude, I, it really I made me think about that. I have homeless parties in my when, alley
0: that I watch from hmm? my window. Yeah. They fucking blast a ghetto blaster and then they just fucking get on that zombie shit where they sit there hunched over. I mean, the shit is obviously... The hunched over, yeah. Convincingly uh, good. Yeah. Do you know what Uh, that
2: drug is that makes people... So we should try it, I guess, is what we're we're
0: saying, right? Is that where we're at with this
2: conversation? No, no, no. I just want to know what it is because I don't know what it is. Oh, okay, okay. No one knows?
0: Uh, I don't know either. No. Do you guys not know what that is,
2: what they're doing? Don't fucking know.
0: It could be fentanyl. Yeah. The maybe. other thing
2: that was when I was coming, when I was coming home from your place, I, I how many homeless people in tents and stuff I saw just on the yeah. ride home. I was it's thinking crazy. about movies like Blade Runner, where we're, we're always seeing in the future that there's all these homeless people and this craziness going on. And I'm like, are we there? Like, are we in Blade Runner now? We're getting there just that gap between the super elite rich who can afford
1: those flying cars and fucking blaster guns built into our balls. Yeah. When we can afford that and then people are like, Well, I don't have a home and I'm like, Well, you live over there without a home, because homeless people are filthy, right? Am I right? And then I'm gonna live over here with all my people with gold plated dicks. <laughs> yeah. But, and then but it, that's what it happens. We're getting close cuz we got but, people who are stupid rich like that. I want to go to space. Th- th- but but Austin our Bye. friends
2: are closer to the homeless than the the super wealthy. So that scares me because like if it if there's a tipping you. point then then we're going that way not the other. So like that's terrifying actually.
0: We're like if Blade Runner and Idiocracy made it.
2: Yes. Yeah. Oh great. That's a great uh analogy. Yeah. That's there be there'd be totally no right.
1: evil overlord, uh, that you'd be like insanely terrified. There'd just be this big mass of people who'd be like, yes, yes, you wear rainbows, I shoot you. And that would be it. <laughs> well no, That's what I the think the future's gonna be that, like. that Putin, everyone's
2: cartman. But I think that Putin <laughs> and uh Putin and uh and G and Trump are are those things. Yes, uh, they are. They there are there. idiocracy. Um, yeah, it's, it's scary. So <laughs> it's there's scary a higher.
1: Th- bringing it back to traffic. Um, yeah, is go that. Back to that. W- one of the 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 individual pieces that I like in this movie is it it gives you a lot of different angles in a in a story that sort of links together. does link together um, to give you some different perspectives on things. Um, so you get it from like the, the, the law enforcement down in Mexico versus law enforcement up here and then you get the political angles from both and then you get a little bit of slice of life with how it's affecting people in places you might not normally think of uh, whereas all the people in Mexico never do any drugs and they're just playing baseball and eating tortillas all day uh, apparently so
0: well, 90% of the fucking Mexican characters in this film are backstabbers and fucking uh, thieves so Really nice representation. Uh, <laughs> even, when, even when Hillary is reading about the representation, she was like, the blue is this? And we were like, what's yellow? And it was like Mexico, Mexico. I guess. Right? Yeah. Just grainy fucking Mexico.
1: And Fuck like the, Mexico. It's devoid of color. I, there's even one scene where they're driving with like prisoners in their car, and it's just down a, an orange fading to yellow and white road. And I'm like, but it looks like there's bushes. At least there could be some green if you pump that shit up a little bit and make this place seem like it's not so terrible because you make it seem pretty terrible with the characters and what happens down there but like you're making it more terrible almost like unredeemable when you make it look that shitty
2: no totally <laughs> like our friends dave and jeff were in mexico this earlier this year and they Did it sent look me like that photos they no said it didn't they look like me, that at all <laughs> they sent me beautiful photos of where they were with lots of color and green and vegetation
0: this we were like, in Mexico. Why are you talking about them?
2: Well, they were in Mexico we were City. In Mexico well, right no, but they the were—they were in Mexico City. Oh, Okay, okay, I see. Yeah. What you. Yeah. and that. that's where—that's where that helicopter shot is, where everything looks like um, Sanskrit and like 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 it's nothing. Like it's there's no definition. Like once again, all blown out. We were yeah. in Cancun. That's not the same as Tijuana. Because I was like, I city. saw
0: colors there. Well, yeah. saw when we green. were in
2: Cancun, I mean, we, we saw a lot of seaweed. There's a lot of green seaweed on the beach.
0: Oh, uh, fuckload, yeah. It,
2: the beach was disgusting in Cancun. If anyone wants to go there, you're not going in the water. You're, you'll go by the pool. But, this uh, message
0: brought to you by the Department of Tourism? Cancun. Department of Tourism. Very
2: disappointing. But he does make Mexico, Tijuana, and Mexico City look gross. And I think Tijuana
0: and, is legitimately gross, so I'll buy that. <laughs>
2: I mean, I was there so long ago. Listeners. I was there Sorry so long ago, and I was there for like one night, and I was drunk out of my mind. So I have no, I have no real recollection of it. But I'm sure it looks better than what he's representing it as. Did you see
0: any of those sex clubs they got down there? It's apparently sure, just right. like a hotspot for sex tourism.
2: We, we were in the like senior donkey frog show. Anything college cool? type? No, we were like senior frog college type. Do shots and like dance type shit, but. Uh. Nothing that interesting, um, um, but he does make Mexico look like shit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if does. I was the tourist board of Mexico, I would have like sued or something. <laughs>
1: um, one of the key characters in this who c- could represent one of the cooler storylines is uh, Miss Zeta Jones. Yeah, going from uh, you know uh, unaware's housewife. To how does my husband make money? Oh, he's a drug lord. Oh, we owe some money. Kill everybody. Um, how do you? How do you guys sit with her character?
0: I like it, man. I mean, she's with that guy. That guy's not just a big fucking teddy bear at home. Do you know what I mean? We know. We know who that guy she, is. She
1: seemed to and be legit. Like I did not know my husband. No, was no, into no. This.
0: I buy that, but yeah. I mean his character. right? Yeah. Yeah, his character doesn't have to change for him to like pretend to be something else. He's still a wealthy, uh, important person. He's gonna be like very assertive and whatever, right? And he's gonna have this like he kind of has this cutthroat thing. Some people that are really wealthy like that, they have this cut re- cutthroat type of thing. And some of the people that end up with them, I guess, is what I'm saying, have that same uh, attribute. Right? Okay, but my by my like he doesn't marry a fucking Martha Stewart. Actually, no. maybe no. he does. Martha Stewart turned out to be a gangster. <laughs> Bad analogy. Uh, Julia Child.
2: My problem is, is that I would have, if, I, if I would have re- read this script now, today, I don't think I noticed it in the previous times I watched this movie, but if I would have read this script today and he would have asked me for advice, I would have said you should make her a little bit more like a, Car- a Carmela Soprano she knows what her husband does. That's like what I she, think. What a work. She doesn't better. talk yeah. about it with him, and she doesn't. She's not involved in the business. But she knows her husband's fucking not in a legitimate business. She she t- looks the other way, takes the money, goes oh, to the she's fucking a total
0: mafia wife, golf yeah.
2: club and stuff. But this, they made her completely unaware that her husband was involved with anything shady. And I think that's bad writing. And I think it's completely unbelievable. And then she not only goes from being so naive and so pampered with the golf club and her friends, then she becomes like a cutthroat assassin killer, like hiring people to kill people. So I feel like that was too big of a leap for me. Um, Like her acting is good. It's not Zeta Jones fault. She's fine. I feel like her performance is good, but I wouldn't have. I felt like it was a big leap for it's, her it's to go hard. from that na- naive and and just this housewife to to a boss, a mob boss. It seems strange. She,
1: she like what's hard to reconcile for her character is that she takes the lemonade out to the guys in the van and then pretty much kills one of them later. Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: Well, yeah, she's a birdie, smart enough lady
1: that she would have pieced. Like I know she wanted her husband to be free. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she was that desperate. She seemed that desperate when were she was screaming at the guy to just get out stuff. of his car and shoot the guy, shoot him. But like, were they not threatening her kid and shit? Yes, they not, were. A, but there was the, a
0: proper escalation of shit also
2: here. But right? the guy who was threatening her kid as was soon, not.
0: As soon as someone threatens my fucking kid, I jump to action for something. But, uh, but that's the witness uh, and and can, isn't or, threatening. And can cross boundaries really really but, quick. Yeah. Yeah. But the witness Fair.
2: wasn't threatening her kid, though. The witness was. Um, no, the, but that's the, how to the, fix it all. I know. The cartel was threatening her kid. But you're right. It is. That was the solution to protecting her kid, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, protecting her, seemed, her kid and her husband. Right. I would have that preferred her really then re- a watch. bit
1: more remorseful, angry, but then hang up the phone and be like, "Oh my god, what the fuck did I do?" Yeah. Something. And then boom, but she was like, "Kill him."
2: She's a social. Fuck, I'm late for yeah, my fucking she, social club. She became <laughs> a soci- She became a total sociopath. Yes. With, um, really with no With no emotion or remorse or anything.
1: I, yeah, um, I would have liked just a little bit of a darker edge to her. That would have just made okay. it better. I don't think it's that bad how it is, though, because like the arc is cool. If you describe that arc, like, what's this lady about? Oh, she's a wife of this guy, and blah, he goes away, and then she finds out some shit, and then she like figures out a way to keep business going, and then she has to like put in this weird position to like murder, or her husband goes away, and she like get her kids get killed. It's fucked up. I and hate- I'd be like, wow, that's a sympathetic character. I like that. She's like a woman put in a position she shouldn't be. But in this one, it just feels different. I hate yeah. how
2: she says her husband's name, Carl. 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 <laughs> it drove me nuts. Coral. She, said, she said it like three or four times when they were in the same scene where they were looking at each other through the, the glass in the prison. What's going on, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been Why a huge pronounce-
0: Zeta Jones fan. And I mean, she's she beautiful, pronounce- and I know she's a good actress. It's just. She's got a vibe, I think. Yeah, is she? I think, she's a, yeah. she, she? Uh, I think I so. Well, she's
1: okay, and she's an she,
2: actress. She's she's an <laughs> actress. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of if she's good in anything else. The only other she movie I can Award? think about her in Award. was it from uh, this Zorro? No, no. Oh Jesus, she won an Academy Award. For Zorro. No, I'm just kidding. I'm oh, at God.
1: It. I'd love to hear what? if anyone can guess before I find out. Oh fuck, let me think.
2: What well, was it this? I'm guessing this then because the only other movie I can think about her in is with Sean Connery where um she's in a sexy leather outfit all the time and uh, the love interest oh, of God. an 80-year-old man it's so bad when she's like probably 35.
0: Gross. Sean Connery's old moldy dick.
1: Ugh.
2: I talked to a guy who <laughs> worked at a hotel in the Caribbean where, where he had retired to and... He had said that every weekend, it was either Friday or Saturday night. Maybe it was both. He would come in with two hookers and have dinner and drinks with them um, every Friday and Saturday night, and that was his retirement. Um, you know, not a not a bad retirement for an. No, I mean there are worse ways. Something to something actor spend your
0: <laughs> years.
2: He was uh, married at the time, though, so his wife was at home while he was doing that.
1: It um, was uh, Chicago, <laughs> so I maybe mean, that was cool. That's less good. She won an
0: Oscar for Chicago. Oh, oh
1: God, I forgot she was in. Do that you
0: know why I girl. didn't think about Chicago?
1: Because I never think <laughs> yes. about Chicago. Uh, yeah, I forgot that it exists. Like all of us. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Said. Um, okay, so awesome. that storyline didn't didn't super work. What also, Colin?
2: I like the Topher Grace, and the, I think all of the the kids storyline mm-hmm. is one of the best ones. You could have made a whole movie out of. The Topher Grace and the daughter and their friends um, about drugs. I mean, it yeah. is. I it's do so like funny. what he's attempting to do with with all of the different storylines and and uh, the drug problem. So I do. I do love the attempt. It,
0: I like um, Topher Grace. Yeah. I think Topher Grace is fucking awesome in this. He's role. good in this. Yeah. It's it's because he i mean he seems so naturally this guy he kind of right? does yeah mm, like yeah. like and not not like a not like a dick or whatever but i mean like like he's like he's a kid right and he's and he is unsuspecting to me that he would be like freebasing and shit do you know what i mean he doesn't look the type i guess is my point point. and i i love that i love that surprise of it um
1: he did it well. And, and
0: he does a good job.
1: Yeah, he was a surprise for me because like that 70 shows would have been previous. So this, I bet for him, was somewhat of a breakout. I mean, he'd had a bigger role in one of the Spider-Man movies too and did some other things. Uh, he was in he was in another Soderbergh movie that we did called Ocean's Eleven. Um, Colin, the reason that it feels that that story seems good and you said that could be a whole thing, um, Soderbergh wanted to do the, the, the British show Traffic as a movie and was looking for someone to adapt it. Um, and Stephen Gagan had been doing this thing called Havoc, which was about upper white class kids in the Palisades High School doing drugs and getting involved with gangs. Um, and when Soderbergh went to Gagan and said, hey, can we work? Can you work for me? He was bound to Ed Zwick at the time. So that's how Zwick came on as a producer of this movie. We saw that in the credits and we're like, oh, what the hell did he have to do with this? Because um, Soderbergh uh, convinced Zwick to mix a project he was doing a- about drugs with this project about the, the show traffic and about the kids in the Palisades. So like the three of them came together with basically three ideas and we're like, this is one movie. And then they did high fives and made $150 million. So, and won Oscars. Pretty interesting.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, it, it did feel like there was a lot of, um, material there that was, um, that could have, been drawn out of that I think
1: like that's why I said before that all the characters like there's not many throwaway characters in this they all get enough screen time that it it's not quite enough to know but it's enough to like give you time with a bunch of people that's why the movie gets a little heavy and and could be confusing because it's not like that guy I just need to know he's bad but then it's like no he's got to talk and he's got to have exposition about how he's connected and what they're doing and then they got to talk about uh about about the themes here about that you're not making a difference with the drugs and shit like that and and why are you doing this monty and so i would definitely like to see
2: Tolfer grace doing more also um just to let you guys know actor uh, that 70s actor 70s show actor danny madison was sentenced to 30 years to life in jail for raping two girls
1: and Scientology tried to cover it up too. So today, yeah, today he that. was
2: he was sentenced to 30 years in jail. So yeah. you know what? His character on that show was always a douchebag, like, he and he a was always douchebag. that like darker character. But apparently, he was just that's why he was so good at that role. Apparently, because that's who he I mean, was.
0: Fuck that. That's guy. fucking shite.
2: Yeah, that guy went from nothing. To a huge star on a fucking huge sitcom, to, to a rapist, years in to jail. a prisoner, an inmate.
1: Yeah. In nice way to go. And
0: his brother's in the business, isn't he? I think. I have no idea. Right. His, brother, his brother. brother, that I think looks quite similar to him. Yeah. So I, that's I that's gonna not, be that's probably not, not great for his career. He's gonna be like, thank you.
1: Let's also bring up that your favorite movie review website, Rotten Tomatoes, has been ousted uh, as having a couple of big agencies control the ratings for reviews. Uh, So it was a pay-to-play system, and now that it's like one of the biggest things out there, let's see how long that takes to come down. Uh, so you know what
2: we've we've been talking about this. This is really interesting that this has come out cuz we have been talking about this for fucking years. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many bad 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 movies that end up 90%, 95%, 100%. Now, I'm not talking about the older movies and stuff, but I'm talking about the newer ones, the Star Wars, the Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really bad movies that get really high ratings and I I never considered that they were that this was the case. I always thought it was just people who had bad taste, but
1: this to makes say, honestly, more the sense. the
0: only explanation for some of those ratings. Yeah, no, yeah, it, is. it does. Colin it used to
1: say sense. that the movies in the 90s aren't going to be good. He's like, we can't trust it. They got to be like high 70s to like low to mid 80s. Those are the movies we should go see. And then we've been yeah. right sometimes because obviously those movies aren't paying to get the 90s or 100s, but... The, some of the right people also, are getting because if they're if they're if they're uh, buffing the big scores, that means they're also like controlling movies they didn't want to do well, right? That's if you think true about too. that too. I never So about like, that. fuck these yeah. guys. I don't like that guy. Wouldn't work with me. We're not going to pay you know a hundred million dollars to have our movie be number one.
2: For me, eighty-five to eighty to eighty-five is a good number because like it's the same with a comedian. I, I always I always reference a stand-up comedian. If if a hundred percent of the audience is laughing. Then that comedian is probably pretty vanilla. You you do want some edge. You do you don't want a hundred percent. You want fifteen percent of the people to be thinking like, "Whoa, this is like, this is too much." Or this guy. I don't is know. It's it's different
0: line. purpose because Gaffigan's pretty much a hundred percent clean guy uh, usually, and I I think Gaffigan's a great comic. That's so fair. I think just, I think with comedy, I think you can go both ways.
2: Maybe. I'm just thinking fifteen percent of the people shouldn't be getting what you're trying to do because you're doing something with different. Good art, right? Yeah. Or really cutting good edge. Art. Yeah, exactly. With good art. Art's a good better word of a better word than than what I'm using. But yeah, you want you want some people to either not get it or to be a little leery of it. Yeah. Cause then otherwise you're just fluff. You're you're fucking twilight not twilight or i don't know some bullshit like
1: yeah i hear you man
2: yeah with no edge or no not you're not contributing anything new you're just giving everybody what they want you you don't ever want to be that guy but this is definitely a big news story because a lot of people i mean all of the streaming services have our Rotten Tomatoes scores on them. Oh, yeah. Like, whenever I'm going through iTunes, they actually have the Rotten Tomatoes score listed. That's how big Rotten Tomatoes has become. It's so trusted.
0: I've been ignoring it since as long as we've been talking about that. I think there was was one movie where I really noticed that was, like, bullshit years ago, and then I've just completely disregarded it. IMDb... Um, and the other one I tend to look at a little bit more materially. Yep. Wow. Uh, because I find that those are more user based. Um, there's no real payola scheme necessary there because they're not pushing movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes is pushing movies. IMDb is an encyclopedia, essentially. So it seems to me that that's probably a better place to go.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm always just more leery of the low the super low scores. Like I don't I ignore anything that's really high. But for instance the other day, it might have even been last night, I was gonna watch a movie I had never heard of and I was like, Oh, there's some big name actors in this and uh, and then the Rotten Tomato score was like twenty-three <laughs> percent. And I'm like, Okay, well I'm I'm not gonna be watching I'm not gonna rent this movie <laughs> if it's 23 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, like Jack and Jill was like a one percent uh the yeah. adam sandler movie you you want to avoid anything below 50 yeah
1: uh, yeah
0: anything- no good movie is getting 23 percent because they weren't paying somebody like no 23 no, no, no. is still 23 percent. i think yeah, we can agree yeah, yeah. right yeah. so
2: like i think anything below 55 below 60 55 is a good indicator you should not oh, yeah. be spending your time watching that yeah yeah, so, but high scores, yeah, are bullshit. You're totally right. They're, they're, they're meaningless. Yeah. 95%. You think Jack and Jill paid
0: for that 1%? But they had to. <laughs> <laughs> I zero. Proud of every part of that percent. Proud <laughs>
2: of percent? <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're way off topic. Yeah, so we went way anyway, off again. This so is a I, nightmare. We, the Topher. We should have color coded this shit. We We'd should've. have been on track. Oh, that would have worked. We, we all agree the Topher Gray story is good. Uh, and the, the kid story is good. The, yeah, the, the daughter Michael of the Douglas, Topher grave. I like the Michael Douglas story because they actually include alcohol in it. And uh, he's a raging, raging alcoholic. He, the, the whole first part of the movie with Michael Douglas, he's only at work and he is always drinking. He's drinking in his office to the point where his assistant takes a sip of what he gives him. And almost like pukes then he's drinking with congressmen and senators at at a luncheon or a dinner of some kind he's drinking wine at, like in his hotel room he's always dr- he drinking wine with dinner at home I, I love that they included that in the movie because um he's um so judgmental of of the drugs and his daughter's um use of of drugs and his wife points out to him <laughs> That he always has to get drunk before he even walks in the door. And he just so says it's I really different.
1: Like, it's different. Yeah. I just take the edge off. It's different. It's Because it's yeah. so accepted. That That's that's one of the messages in this movie. That's It's not it's not subtle. It's there. He's like constantly drinking. But mm-hmm. I appreciated it because it really does draw that line for something that is uh, super harmful. And booze being completely accepted. And every other form of drug is lumped in the other side of it. I yeah. mean it does help him from being bored. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it does. True. <clears throat> um and him and his wife I actually think him and his wife's relationship is, is well written and well acted and and yeah. they're, they're, the thing with the daughter where where she she was lying to him or she knew more was going on than she she told him and Yeah. Uh, I do like that stuff. Um that is a betrayal. Um, we were talking about that during the movie and, uh, Brent had a good, um, a good line drawn in the sand where, um, if, uh, your kid was to tell you something and tell you not to tell the other parent, that should only work when they're 18. But before they're 18, you should never keep anything from the other parent about the kid. And I think that I mean, is actually really good.
0: To what level... Did her mom know of her drug use?
1: I think she probably assumed weed, because her mom seemed like that's what she was into. And you know, for a teenager to do that, her mom was pretty cash. I don't think her mom knew she was like snorting coke and doing math, doing crack. Okay, yeah, I was it.
0: wondering because I was like, they don't really say. And the only way that that's not an instant divorce is if it was just weed,
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, weed so, a little right, booze yeah. or
0: something like that, a secret. And I'm I'm I still stand by my point. You should share that with the other parent. But if you found out the other parent had hid something like that, I mean, you could you could, you. It's understandable, I guess, right? Um, but with like meth or like she's freebasing, and mom's like, she's just experimenting a bit. I'm like, you're letting our fucking kid freebase, like just and keeping it from me, and I'm the drug czar.
1: Divorce. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's Like bad. if you. If you were, like, if if Ellie was 14 or 15 and 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 uh, Hillary caught her smoking a joint in the backyard with her friends, and she said, please don't tell Brent, please don't tell my dad, please don't tell my dad, and she didn't tell you, that'd be, like, a huge deal for you?
0: No, if it was a joint, no. That's that's the thing, okay. right? It's, like, that, yeah, no, that's, that's what that's I'm fair. saying, is that that's not a deal breaker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Or, like, a little, like, if she was drunk or something and came home and, like, please, you know, like, okay... Right. That's not a deal breaker yeah. either. I can see how those things are fine. But if she comes home blitzed on meth <laughs> and you keep it from me. Yeah. yeah,
2: No, that's fair. Divorce. Divorce. My joke. My joke was if Brent was Michael Douglas and he found all those crack pipes in the bathroom and stuff. <laughs> he comes out and he holds up and shows Ellie and
1: he's like, how do you do this? <laughs> <laughs> Show me how. Oh, that that reminds me. Apparently, there was a scene in this script where uh, Robert Robert uh, Michael Douglas's character finds her paraphernalia and tries some crack. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, but they cut it because no, I would I would have hated that.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I would have too. Yeah, it seems out of character for him.
1: Can't be doing it. It would
2: have been awesome uh, to see Michael Douglas acting that though.
1: The the whole the third I mean those so those two storylines um, there's interesting stuff in the Mexico interesting in the Wakefield and the DEA one is like the more kind of straightforward interesting with Catherine Zeta but we already said what we thought of her um or her her kind of uh, character in this um, the rest of the people in this like the DEA and the dr- the drug guys like those guys on either side it, the movie doesn't do as good a job of connecting me to them like I get connected to. Javier. Agreed. Um, I was just going to say that. I do the, like uh, Louis Guzman Louis. just because I like him and everything he's in. So I hate when he dies. And when he does die, I feel for Cheadle and all that stuff. But Cheadle and, and him, I don't know. They're just a little cooler. Uh, I don't know what it is. I like I like Javier way better.
2: They're, they're not well developed. They don't. they they Most of the time when you see them, they're interacting with the guy that they caught and they're trying to get him to turn they're doing police work, or they're doing they're doing the DEA work. They're, there's nothing personal about those guys, yeah. so you don't really get to know them on a like. They are either like of them a, they married? They more of
0: the tropey cop.
2: Hmm. Yeah. They're yeah. New, like, I don't know if either of them are married or have girlfriends or have kids. I know nothing about
1: them. Yeah. Like nothing about them. And on then a they personal lie level. and they're they're scheming to just get what they want, which is obviously just just the justice end. Uh, The other Mm -hmm. thing I don't like about how that story ends is he gets in the fight inside uh, Carlos's place and puts the bug and then leaves with a big smile. And Brent and I were both. That's inadmissible. Uh, So like, but I guess you could use it to listen to things and then and then go out. And then I was thinking in my head, I remember saying this at the end of the movie. I'm like, well, what are the chances he'd do his business right there? And Brent was like, he just hung up the phone saying to kill someone. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, Dennis Quaid going to get popped. Yeah. Th-
2: that was weird, too. I mean, Randy's um, brother. That's what I mean. The relationship between Quaid and Zeta Jones was. was
1: Quaid a Jones?
2: Yeah. That was, like, weird, too. There, there's a couple of scenes between them. Yeah. Um, He's macking on a, a are pretty lot hard. of what Explain a log or like this. Did, did he really want to fucking first of all, she's like several months pregnant, if not like six or seven months pregnant. He wanted to get with a girl who um, his wife, who was not only had a husband who was going to possibly go to jail for um, drug trafficking, but he wanted to get with a pregnant woman and, and take care of her and her kid and her unborn kid. Like what? What was his deal? Like why but was some guys fetish? I guess that must have been like what? Why was step right she, in? Whoop. She's a beautiful woman, but like, like it seems weird that he was so into it.
1: Oh, it um, seems like he had been around her for a long time. He was kind of partners with Carl.
2: She's got a lot of baggage. Not only is oh, yeah. is the the husband, but the kids and like, what the fuck does he want out of that? Why would he want to do that? Uh, like just... Carl said, you want to move into my house, take over my family, my wife? Like, why would a single wealthy businessman who's like friends with this guy and he's involved in this drug trade be interested in in her and her kids and her...
1: I don't <laughs> he's think he's interested child. in all that. I think he's just interested in her, and that's as he far as he He just wanted gets to have sex,
2: head. like a one night stand with a pregnant woman. I no, I think he, he so wants so to take weird. her away. What do you have
0: against pregnant women? Pregnant women are beautiful.
2: I'm not saying they're not beautiful, but it just seems weird that that was a plan. And,
0: and they're quite often horny as fuck. Yeah,
2: when they're, they're glowing. That's I mean, what they're I hear. glowing. I guess they're glowing. They're
0: glowing. The thing is that like, he just might not care. That she's pregnant,
1: yeah, and or he has a fetish. For Minor her. inconvenience, or exactly what he wants. I don't know. Maybe he wants yeah. her to be maybe pregnant. Maybe he all wants the time. to
0: try to stab Ayella's fucking baby. Maybe, maybe he's gonna like put a, put a put a knife kid? on the tip
2: and then kill the, the firstborn. Yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> oh about goodness. the stuff between? So also, I thought it was weird and out of the blue that she knew about her husband's. Uh, special, so Benjamin Bratt, who plays a huge kingpin in the drug cartel. Yep. She brings him, goes over the border, and brings him this compressed cocaine doll that is odorless. How does that work? Don't know. Because all they do is put it in some solution in it and then it melts into cocaine. Magic. So why is that odorless? Like, what is making it odorless in the first place? And secondly. She just finds a microfilm and then like finds this thing. He never told anybody else about. And she like grabs the doll and brings it to Benjamin Bratt. Like he hadn't, Carl, Kyle hadn't told anyone about this. Like he was keeping it a fucking secret. It seems like it was done. The whole project was complete. The dolls worked. Like, what was he waiting for? So, so she brings it to Benjamin Bratt. That was weird too. That came out of nowhere. I mean, it, it
1: was interesting to see how that works. They did yeah. that in uh, uh, one of the old James Bonds. Um, but there's
2: no setup to it. It just comes out of the blue. She just just travels there with the fucking doll, and yeah, then he's whatever like, she was putting good cocaine. Together.
1: Maybe it was a planned obsolescence thing. Carlos was like, okay, we'll just deal the muscle over the border like we do. If I ever get caught, though, then we'll implement doll plan because it's a bit more expensive, but we'll need to be sneaky. So we'll do doll plan. And everyone's like, doll plan.
2: (laughs) Doll plan? That was what they called it? Project Doll Plan? Yeah. I don't know, but it seemed a little bit convenient, spontaneous, and out of the blue. I think they she,
0: said she, the name is still a discussion. They hadn't <laughs> fucking really focused on it yet. It was a working title. <laughs> yeah, work a working title. It's just a if place. If you holder. edit that out, though, if you, remove,
2: if you remove her going to Mexico and meeting with Benjamin Bratt, completely take it out of the movie, she still hires Frankie Flowers to kill the guy who's going to testify against her husband. Why do you need it? It's fucking useless. She has the microfilm with accounts with money, so she doesn't have to worry about paying the drug dealer. She has the money now. Why is that even in there? It doesn't... It, there's no... It does serves no purpose.
1: Yeah. Can anyone,
2: can anyone tell me what that does? It doesn't... Have, like, nothing comes of it. It just happens. She in, makes
1: the deal with them. She, they, she sets her family up to become the... Uh, the the only distributors of Obergon cocaine and
2: shouldn't she be more in distracted with her husband's trial and killing the witness? Like why is she like she off had other doing shit to do? Deals? I
1: guess because she's got to have like a she's got to know her man's coming out to some new shit. guess. <laughs> but yeah, once she's again, gotta buy duds and get an alibi.
2: Ran, ran, once again, it's random and like. And, and doesn't go it doesn't lead to anything like nothing comes of that like we never see anything well more. also one scene. it's one scene
1: see that's where that stuff gets a little bit like who who are the Obergons and who are the um who, what's the other group even called for fuck's sake uh, the Obergons yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly the, the exactly drug cartels, the, the, the Obergons? Obergons are the oh, big oh yeah, yeah and yeah. then there's the uh, he was working for the Javier or something yeah Javier Not does, does um, Javier.
0: Fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. I knew it. I did know it previously on this uh, show. Uh, yeah. I knew it.
1: <laughs> on this show? Tijuana. It's the Obergon Brothers. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The Juarez Cartel. That's what it is. So then there's the Juarez close. Cartel. Apparently, Benjamin Bratt is part of the Obergon Cartel, who were the ones that threatened Catherine Zeta-Jones' kids and said that they owed her money. When she went down there and made this deal, they forgave all her debt, all his debt, like the $3 million, whatever the payments they were wanting, and fucking then agree to kill the other guy, the witness. So, like, see, that stuff didn't completely snap. I didn't know exactly what was what. I got what happened because people died and other people are going to be rich. But I, I wasn't like, uh, I wasn't as up on that shit as I probably I, could have I felt
2: like the, the her needing money to pay, to pay off the people who are going to threaten her life and her son's life was enough and then when he gives her the painting with the microfilm with all the accounts and stuff she gets she, an assassin and she well she and she solves the money problem because because he said there's money in the painting she finds it like there's no need for her to now go on an entrepreneurial trip to Mexico to start a whole new deal with like Mexican drug cartels it it's it just I guess they're trying to make her become the 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 matriarch of the, a drug queen, I guess, or something. But why? I I, I think I I don't know what that's necessary. I don't know why it has to be
1: her. But maybe because Carl
2: gets out of jail and he takes back over. So like, why does she need to be be wheeling and dealing with fucking? Drug card. Maybe it's
1: to show. Maybe it's kind of a, a, a her transformation a theme or something I, like that, saying that you know you can't stop this. Nothing can be stopped. You put these people in jail. You put here, then the women are going to start going across for their husbands and saving them. I don't know.
2: It, oh, so we haven't even talked about um, Milano <laughs> and Benicio.
1: Yeah, not a ton. Except that I like Benicio in this and their story is interesting, how uh Manolo gets pulled into the the wrong thing and then gets a little bit too excited at the at the money and um uh Javier tried to keep him on the straight and narrow, but dude just couldn't. Yeah, and resist.
2: Javier is like Benicio is like uh they, they spend a lot of time with Save the Cats and making him showing that he is not a, a typical Tijuana police officer. That he, yeah. he, no, like, when Benicio he explains, is
0: the moral
2: line, right? Yeah, he's a Benicio compass, is, moral compass of the story. Yes,
1: yes, thank you. He is exactly that. He, because he's unshakable in yeah. that regard, he doesn't have the same ties, he doesn't want the money because, like, What's he going to do with that? He doesn't want fame. He doesn't want any of that stuff. He's happy to give, you know, say his partner had done all the stuff to save his reputation. He just wants some baseball. He just wants baseball. Just baseball. Just baseball.
2: uh, (laughs) Just baseball. (laughs) Yeah. He wants lights for the baseball stadium so they can put baseball at night. Everyone likes parks and baseball. His,
0: his, His only ambition is to be noble. Like he doesn't even work for himself, it seems.
2: But is that unbelievable? Like, is he too noble? Is he like? I don't think too? it's unbelievable. No, it's fine. I
0: think those people exist. Yeah,
2: I, that's fair. I mean, I'm just, I'm just. I, I think you're right. I, I like his. I think his character is the most. In he's still interesting, even though he is that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because yeah. you, you wonder about his motives, and you're like, what what does he want? And even as he's in the pool with the DEA guys, you don't know for sure like what his whole story is. But then he, he like kind of talks I get
0: a real strong impression that his kid fell into drugs or was killed by the drug cartels or someone close Um, to him yeah and then I mean his partner
1: obviously pushed him over the top to go through with a few things at great risk to himself to make it happen maybe he wouldn't have gone through because I don't think he was going to be stupid right he might not he might have kept his mouth shut about seeing the drug lord actually alive Yeah, I think he was just going to keep that shit to himself like all together and then as soon as Manolo did his thing he's like well here we go so it, it's interesting. His it, it's it's all the most interesting. Uh, his his kind of side story.
2: The the only Agreed. thing with him in is it Manolo. Yep, Manolo. Manolo. <laughs> so is that I, Manolo's girlfriend was like incredibly sexy and hot, and uh, I found that she was like a little bit out of Manolo's league. But <laughs> Manolo's
0: hung like a donkey. You missed that scene. You were really well.
2: He might that. be, and but he also was kind of like I got the feeling that he was a bit of a loser.
0: Yeah, he seems like a B character.
2: Yeah, well, he also just like clings to anyone who will accept him. Like, like he immediately like just like like wants to be friends with those soldiers and like kiss their asses and hang out with them and party with them and and Javier Javier uh, Benicio is like keeps his distance. He doesn't want to get to know any of them or be involved and and he gets sucked in like instantaneously. This guy. Yeah. So
0: the only reason he wasn't, I think, tainted by corruption previously is he had probably just not interacted with it on a meaningful Mm -hmm. level. Yeah, that's fair. And like now we see him get a taste of it and he's just very quickly overcome. Yeah.
2: His save the cat is at the end of right before he dies, when he when him and, and Benicio are have been abducted and are being driven out to the desert to be shot and killed, and he says it was all me, it wasn't him, and you shouldn't blame him, like, take it out on me. I do like that, because it's the one redeeming thing where he finally admits that it wasn't, you know, that he shouldn't, he doesn't want Benicio to get killed for what he's done, and that was no, kind of... he's not a bad guy no, for making no. a bad choice. No, I like that. The whole thing with the uh, drugs are, and the they try and make those things intersect where the whole thing is going on in Mexico, and... And Michael Douglas is investigating to try and understand. But it also seemed like Michael Douglas was like a bit naive. Like it, it's strange to me that Michael Douglas asks a lot of questions as the already now drug czar. Like who is the drug czar in Mexico? And they're like, there is no drug czar. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, shouldn't the guy who got nominated for drug czar have a little more knowledge <laughs> about he was getting what's going especially on? Especially in- when
0: he's going to the country and he's like, He's like, so I'll be going to Mexico and uh, who will I be meeting there? Who is my, uh, my thing? And they'd be like, there doesn't exist. He doesn't exist. No, it doesn't exist. Okay. And then when he lands, he's like, (coughs) uh, are you fucking agent B or whoever the fuck I'm going to talk to instead? (laughs) He's going to have that all debriefed. Yeah. It's. I agree with you. It's kind of it's kinda of silly. I mean it's it's a whatever, but it's it, silly. it gets
1: it across to us as the audience is the reason we, we all know it's just you know, he's getting on yeah, boarded, he's a service judge, he's a conservative judge, so you know, getting up to this office of national maybe there would be oh, a ton so you're of
0: saying the conservative judge is uh not well read.
1: Is that what you're saying? He's uh, moronic. So he's anti abortion is what you're saying. <laughs> No, Cause, no. Cause a lot of seventy-three oh. percent of Americans
2: wouldn't like that, um, unbeknownst to the the Republicans. See, there's so many, <laughs> there's so
1: many facets of this movie. We've been going on too long, and we had lots of uh, 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 going down other paths. So we got to bring it back. Let's wrap this one up because um, I think we've All talked right. the heck out of it. Anyone want to Rochambeau for who goes first? Anyone eager to talk about? I'll go. I'll go baseball? if you want sure do you, want to talk you guys about want baseball? me to go go baseball. do you want me to talk about baseball go to
0: baseball
1: have go you seen baseball. my baseball
0: I don't think this holds up well, and I think there's a great story in it um, this is a weird one for me because I kind of just wish this movie was a book and then I read that book I think I would enjoy it more um, this movie just is I mean the story is good and there's good acting and shitty cinematography and shitty camera work um overall it's just not there for me and and funnily enough after you guys left Hillary said to me too she's like i didn't like that movie um and she was like I don't know why
2: <laughs> that oscar <laughs> winning movie yeah yeah
0: that oscar winning movie she was like she was like I just I just don't didn't like it and that was before anybody had really Shit on the thing to the to this level, I guess. Yep. Yeah. This is so. Anyway, it doesn't we, hold up. Sorry if I didn't. <laughs> this say is that.
2: what this is where what we do like I feel like is like why it makes sense is because this movie when it came out, I saw this movie. I thought it was great. uh It won tons of awards. I think everybody I knew at the time who watched it, thought it was like, oh, traffic's so awesome. That's a great movie. But watching it today once again under this this tele, this microscope of like is this hold up like is it good does it work it doesn't work it's a mess um in many in many reasons uh that 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 don't that it's not firing on all cylinders there's there's a lot of good themes and there's great scenes but like once it's put all together it's not it's not a it's not a good package um yeah unfortunately this doesn't hold up i i do i like what he was trying to do and i still think a lot of the, the things that are the themes are relevant but but it's a mess this is a, a pretty big mess mm. so it doesn't hold up for me john
1: i don't know if i go so far as to call it a mess i really
2: Cinematography wise, it's amazing. I really just that?
1: didn't like it, even when we we're in the crisp blue, like showing Michael <laughs> Douglas on the bench with the panel. But it's handheld and it's like moving. I'm like, why is it moving? Just pan to him. Are we supposed to be the bailiff right now? And that just yeah. I like when he said that. I laughed, and he said that, that didn't make tons of sense to me. So who
2: are, yeah, who are we looking at this
1: from? I'm sure there are times when it could have worked. It's like it, it makes me uncomfortable. It adds tension where there's none, and the color scheme it, like that was enough to really set my mind uh, not in a great place around this movie it was just too much it should have been pulled back in all ways around that or stick to something a little simpler because the movie also is like I gotta like watch it again to get these nuances of, of some stuff that happened and with Obergons and um, um, the Tijuana cartel or yours. whatever the other one is yeah Juarez, Juarez cartel so <sighs> it's it's close. you know what? it's it's actually pretty close because this is not an awful movie, and there's really good stuff in here. Um, like a lot of the way, though it's fast, the drug use that this covers and giving you the angles of like, how much worse is this than booze. And obviously, when you get into heroin and crack, you're getting way worse. But, um, when you pull it back to a bit to go like against weed or, or like an occasional Coke use, uh, like where's booze lining up with, with that kind of thing. So I like that it is showing those questions and, and showing how close minded certain people are about this. It's just, nah, I don't have a problem. It's your problem. Cause you're the different one. I do the accepted thing and that's okay. That's all like bullshit. And, and, uh, as a former super heavy drinker and, substance abuser myself uh i can tell the difference but not everybody has uh that kind of life experience so uh, i think this movie would help people kind of get some new perspectives some new views on people who struggle in life and the people what what you know who stands to win at least the one thing i'm glad this movie didn't do was go into like oh it's actually on top of all this is another layer where the american government at the highest levels benefits from this drug war right that other movies have gone like that kind of route uh clear and present danger tried to do some of that shit and uh you know all the way up to the president so I'm glad they didn't add that layer though you could definitely see how they did it um they kind of kept it more more specific and focused here so um anyway it's it's a close one it's actually almost a hold up almost a hold up but i just uh, I'm not going to revisit this one, really, again. That's that's how I can tell. It's just like, you know... And, and and I think you feel bad after watching this movie because there's some intense stuff, some intense drug usage and people suffering and smashing their lives into fucking shit. And you can kind of understand and see how it happened. Um, And, it, it, folks, if you've never thought about what Brent was talking about with, like, apparently heroin and one or two other drugs are like this, is, like, you take it and then just like, oh, no, because that is absolute 100% the bliss and I've been down at 10 uh, my whole life and I've gotten up to 11 or 12 with regular booze and drugs but I can get up to that 100 and maybe it's worth anything to get there that's crazy to think about but that's exactly what fucking happens and that's why you don't just don't do it don't try it once I
2: mean when I'm in I think when I'm like a a much 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 older person near the end I mean I've got to like delve into some of these things but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this shit is for
0: the seniors Yeah That's
2: who yeah. it's That's for That's interesting Yeah That's when you get into the The pills and stuff But uh I would say that The DEA stuff in this Is throwaway. Like all of the stuff With um With Louie and, and uh Cheadle? What's his face Cheetle Is throwaway. You could You could actually like Throw all that shit away Get rid of I'll that The other two stories similarly. are yeah. The other two stories are better Like um Than those And uh that one's just cliche, like the whole, all of those conversations with the, the guy they caught and all that shit feels throwaway to me. And a and, and cheating um, win is a win. Benicio's story is good and the, the kid's story is good and the relationship between Douglas and there's good here, but yeah. like, it's not, it's not, it's not a, it's not a good story altogether. Yeah. you're you're right though. It's. There's value in some of this. Yeah,
1: a lot a lot of it too, which is mm-hmm. like I see why Indeed. it got it turned some heads. I definitely see it.
2: Yeah, but like yeah, once again looking at this 20 some years later, it's um not nearly as as good as or interesting as it used to be and and it's not just because times have changed, it's because he <laughs> He shot it handheld and fucking out blew everything what was he thinking <laughs> like I would love to talk to him about this and ask what he how he feels about his cinematography and directing of this today and and if he feels like he made some mistakes and uh, if he still thinks that those choices he made were correct because they, they seem very obviously bad now when you watch it
1: yeah interesting choices but I mean <sighs> Oscar winning ones. So,
2: yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is a movie that won an Oscar, and like so all Titanic, of us, including though, Hillary, we know what happened. All there. of us, including Hillary, do, do not think this is a good movie. And like, so four of us watched this, and not one of us, like, thinks it was, was a hold up.
1: Yeah. Not one of us.
0: And to tell you the truth, I'd only seen this when it came out. Yeah. And then I saw it this time. Yeah. I've seen and it a lot. I I wouldn't have seen it past this if I hadn't. I've seen it that other time
2: yeah I, I've seen it probably five or six times maybe that
1: sounds right to me yeah yeah, because it and felt like there's always something to come back it's like renown it's got great people in it
2: yeah I won't go yeah. back again though like John said it's just
1: not probably... an enjoyable and we've seen better hours and 20 minutes we've seen more interesting stories around this topic since so yeah. and and different looks and all kinds of different stuff so I don't know and I know and I know drugs bad <laughs> Drugs bad. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so your message is fuck up. Yeah, off. pretty much.
2: Yeah, it's kind of uh, obvious, the message. It's a little too obvious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kill for your family, and <laughs> drugs are bad. Drugs
1: are bad. The say. baseball stuff, though. Baseball. baseball is good. And oh, parks. And, baseball. and parks. Everybody loves it. Everybody. Everyone Everybody likes Everybody. And okay.
2: the lights. Lights at night is good
1: for the baseball
0: lights at night is Um, good for baseball but not for star watchers what about those in the area who are stargazers wow no one considered benicio
2: what no one's gonna see stars anymore because of your decision do you know what everyone
0: actually likes you presumptuous fuck stars
2: (laughs) so so that's my one of my favorite (laughs) scenes is with benicio and the two (laughs) de are they de agents or fbi in the swimming pool Where 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 they're standing there in the pool awkwardly where children are playing around them. Yeah. And they're <laughs> they're very awkwardly like someone must be noticed They're like, who the fuck are those guys? With that with that with that clearly uh Mexican police officer. But uh <laughs> uh that scene uh made me smile and laugh a little bit this time. Nice. I, it was
1: supposed to be funny, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. the one one of the small so pieces of that, humor in this, other than a few quips from yeah. Topher. yeah Um, I really like Topher's
0: uh reaction I gotta say when that guy starts ODing and you can tell that Topher is tripping so hard because immediately his brain goes to like he starts laughing yeah he's
1: like hey yeah and then he realizes he hasn't rationalized
0: it right and yeah then he realizes and he's like oh fuck oh fuck yeah I I like that too as a side note love that scene yeah love Topher
2: that whole scene like the stuff with the kids like fuck man like whatever they were working on they should have continued because there's definitely stuff there i mean i almost would like to fucking steal that stuff and turn it into something there's some gold in this um yeah i agree there's movie.
1: a ton of gold in this we mm-hmm. will see if there's any uh gold at close range I have not seen at close
2: range. I know nothing about it. I have absolutely I don't know who's Christopher in it. Walken. I don't know what it is. Sean it's like.
1: Penn, Chris Penn. That's all you need that's to know. That's
2: huge that's a huge cast from when this was made. Yeah. Uh, I, it's um and I have no idea what it's it, about. It sounds like it's about a gun. Is it a gun? No, it, it has gunny? potential
1: it has potential to be crazy, but Chris Walken. Holy fuck,
0: Colin. I haven't seen it either. And I just yeah. pulled
1: up a picture of the box.
0: And Walken has the filthiest mustache. Oh, it's no just, way, just fuck. so filthy. <laughs>
2: At close range.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Mike uh, for the recommend on At Close Range.
2: Yeah. Thanks, Mike. I can't wait to see it. I've, I've well, heard the I'll title? save my thanks. Save yep. it
1: for another for time. next week. Save it for another <laughs> time. So, so I'm
2: seeing. Yeah, he does have a nice mustache. I just like I've heard of this. The name of this movie. And obviously, Sean Penn and Walken in 1986 were big stars. So I'm excited.
0: Yep. Crispin Glover's in this? Yep.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't fucking thought about him in a long time.
0: Love Crispin Glover.
2: Who's yeah, fucking I mean, weirder he,
0: than Crispin Glover? Yeah, He's totally. He's fucking
2: human directed this? That's a great question. James Foley, hey. Can't
1: wait. Can't wait. So we'll get that in our eye holes uh, for next week, folks. You should too, so that when we talk about it, you won't be like, what are they talking about? You'll be like, I saw that. And I agree (laughs) with Brent, because we all do usually. Um, After we do it at close range, we're going to do the story that never ends. It's the never ending story. Uh, So that's going to be a little bit of fun as well. (laughs) That joke never gets. No, it never does. (laughs) that's interesting yeah it never does and then <laughs> the in that episode ever. for the never ending story we'll tell you what's up in October and maybe beyond so there you go
2: everybody thank I'm you I'm excited because I have no idea
1: what that is oh good um, <laughs> yeah, that's right we get to decide though we got all the power guys
2: Rotten Tomatoes everybody just at, just quickly before we sign off what is the score for at close range on Rotten Tomatoes everyone 64% give a guess. John
1: oh am I guessing uh, it's going to be 70% 86. Whoa.
2: That's the number we talked about.
1: That's, that's, that's in the that's, range. If,
2: no when one my movies did come out, if coming. I get an 86, I'll be so happy. I will, like, cry. So, like, 86, baby.
1: All right. So, predictions are... Uh, hopes are high for At Close Range. We'll get into it maybe next week. We'll hope <laughs> you're so happy. But we're happy right now because we get to... Um, leave you i don't know why that would make enjoy us happy but that's what, that's what we're gonna do chance. anyway we're out of here thanks for joining us folks we'll catch you next week until then enjoy your shit thanks for listening everyone make sure you follow us on instagram our handle is hold up underscore podcast you can fire us a comment or two add a movie to our wish list and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week